nerds. Welcome to another episode of Back Alley Alchemist. I realize that I have not uploaded in a while. I'm sorry. I have been working on some shit. I have been improving my life situation and stressing about it, but making extreme progress. It's hilarious um, that I get so stressed and then manage to make shit work. But that is thanks to a lot of you guys and other people who are awesome. So, anyway, that's why I haven't been, like, uploading. And I have several, uh, podcast ideas, um, like, partially written up that I've worked on slightly, but have, like, not finished. So, if you're waiting on one of them that I mentioned before, eventually, eventually it'll happen. But I usually do my best when... I just get an idea for something, and I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. And the fact that I want to read about it myself makes it exciting to write about, and that's when I can shit out an entire episode in like an hour and a half because I'm fervently just just going at it for fun. And so, I've done that today. As some of you may know, my greatest eternal enemy in this life is sleep. I find that I'm not alone in this. I wake up in a daze all the time. It takes like 20 minutes for my eyes to turn on. Don't know what that is. Actually, I kind of do. Anyway, I have stress nightmares that traumatize me for several weeks following the, the nap. I can only sleep well at times of the day when it's irresponsible to do so. I wake up every hour throughout the night most nights. It's a pain in my ass, and despite trying everything herbal or natural, over-the-counter sleep aids, and even a couple different medications prescribed by my doctors, nothing helps for very long. Serious pain in my ass, and I imagine I will be complaining about it consistently until I finally die. Sleep is one of those universal experiences. Everyone sleeps. Whether they're bad at it or not. I find it crazy that not everyone dreams, though. I dream every time I sleep, and my dreams are vivid, and I remember them. And it's like my dream world is an entire second life that I lead. Especially thanks to the medicine training that I've done that allows me to be lucid when I choose to. So I can, like, build my own plots or add on to existing ones and make decisions. I could build a tree here and there, change people's faces if I don't like the cut of their jib, etc. I'm sure people who don't dream are perfectly happy, but... If my dreams were taken away from me, I would be so depressed. They're a hugely important part of my existence. Even though stress dreams can be absolutely awful. Like, as I mentioned, I've been pretty stressed recently. And, uh, the other night, I had a stress dream. Um, where... So, in the dream, I woke up to a sound near my trailer. And everything was from my first-person perspective... And everything was exactly how it looked when I fell asleep, you know? Like, everything to to the T. So realistic, so vivid. And I saw shadows and shit, like, through the windows. And people were trying to get into my trailer. And they were, like, sneaking around, doing weird stuff. And I was terrified, so I grabbed my gun. And I was sitting here, and someone was messing with the door. And then they gave up. And they were walking around and I was like trying to decide, should I be quiet right now or should I yell at them to fuck off? Should I inform them that I have a gun trained on the door? So maybe they should make a better decision right now. 
but I chose to be quiet and wait it out. And that went on for a really long time, and I felt like I was awake the whole time, and everything remained perfectly realistic, not a damned thing out of place, you know? And then I woke up, and I realized that my gun was not out, so I had not grabbed it. And then I thought about it, and honestly, my, my trailer door doesn't lock from the inside, so had someone in indeed tried to open it, they would have, you know? So, uh, it's possible that someone could open it, see that I'm here, close it, and leave. That's a possibility. But I know that it was a dream, despite it feeling like a real memory, because my gun was locked up in my safe in my truck. So it wasn't even in here, so I couldn't have had it. So, that's still weirding me out. That was probably like a week ago, and it's still like fresh in my brain like a real memory. Dreams are fucking weird, man. Anyway, uh, personal dumping aside, everyone has some experience with sleep, which has led to some fascinating stories and folklore surrounding sleep and dreams. So let's talk about some of the nastiest ones. We don't like to have a good time here, and you know it. Actually, I want to take a moment to preface, preface, preface this entire episode by saying I do not have a whole lot of personal education or experience with a lot of these cultures, and so I'm just kind of going off what I found on the internet, and I would love it if anyone had any feedback about it to let me know if I fuck something up or say or do anything disrespectful. I don't think that I have, but it's very likely that whoever I got the information from also didn't have the cultural information, and therefore what has been passed to me is somehow not quite right. I feel like that probably happens a lot, especially for podcasters and content creators who maybe don't go super deep into their research, which I didn't really do. I didn't do super deep research, and I wanted to, to confirm that I wasn't being insensitive in any way, but... I ain't got a lot of time, so this is your invita invitation to call me a dumbass. And one of these days, I would like to redo a lot of these episodes that I've done and have like a guest speaker who is actually familiar with the cultures that I'm referring to, because I realize, like, I mean, it's cool and it's all information that you can find, and I usually do deep research, but it would be ideal to have the perspective of someone that's actually like a part of that culture, or was raised with that culture, or belief system, or something like that. So if any of my listeners uh, have a background in really anything like that, if you want to talk about a cool creature or concept from your culture or something, we can make that happen. I feel like that would be really fun, and I would like to be more, I don't know, considerate of the shit I talk about. Like, this first, uh, this first example of sleep demons is from Brazil. My aunt lives in Brazil. She's Brazilian. She comes to visit sometimes. But I've never talked to her about this, you know? So let me know if I'm full of shit. The first creature from Brazil is called Pisadera. Pisadera? Let me know if I'm mispronouncing that also. Like, shit but also sometimes called the old hag. 
or the night hag. The old hag, Pisidera, is said to look much like you would expect her to look based on the name. Haggy. Uh, she resembles the stereotypical old hag, essentially. Bent over, old, thinning gray hair, a bent witch's nose. I'm doing air quotes because, like, what the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> and long yellow fingernails that are like claws. What sets her imagery apart from other hags in folklore is that she's, like, rotting. Her flesh is turning gray and green and falling off of her body, skin's flaking off, her hair's falling out, her talon-like nails are chipping slowly away so they're all jagged. The rotting flesh is why it is sometimes said that before you see her, you'll smell something real fucking nasty. A putrid odor permeating the room like rotten meat. Or maybe like the dumpster at my place. If you don't notice the reek of decay, you may feel her presence standing beside you, or across the room watching you. Pisadera comes to you in the night after a feast. Events like holiday dinners, weddings, or large gatherings that involve large amounts of food. You get to spend the evening having a big delicious dinner, all the while knowing that you now risk meeting this nasty bitch in the night while you try to sleep off the four plates of taters and turkey you just shoveled down your gullet. Reward versus risk scenario. Classic. Allegedly, when you notice her, she lets out a horrific cackling laughter, puts one foot on your chest, and slowly presses the air from your body. Sleep demons have been depicted as old hags in several cultures around the world, and I wonder what it is about that imagery that upsets people on such a level. See, when I think scary, that's certainly not what comes to mind for me. Sorry, I just got a text. I don't know if you hear that in the recording. <laughs> I'm not gonna edit it. I'll never edit anything. <laughs> I don't know. If, if I'm thinking of something scary, I think of, like, the rake you know? Or something vaguely humanoid with long legs, or something Lovecraftian, like with tentacles and eight arms and titties for a mouth, you know? Maybe I'm a little more imaginative than most people, but I don't think an old lady, you know? <laughs> um, hang on, hang on. Oh yeah. But like, what's even scarier than like, monsters? are people. And I'm not talking necessarily like serial killers or, or you know, like stalkers or anything. Just everyday normal people. Like, for example, my grandmother. She's too old to drive, but she does it anyway. And she legitimately believes that since she was driving before that stop sign was put up, she doesn't have to pay attention to it. Now that's what's frightening. never thought of this, so this was a really fun thing that I learned today, but do you know the origin of the word nightmare? The word nightmare comes from Middle English, originating as a way to refer to an evil female spirit that comes to you in the night, called the mare. That is fascinating to me. There are variations of the word mare in a lot of Germanic languages. Like Mara and Mare and uh, Mara, you know, Mare. And I had never thought such a thing before. I was like, oh, it's a nightmare. 
That, that's a scary, that's a bad dream. Night because nighttime, I don't know what mare means. Fuck it, that's what mare means. The word nightmare comes from a terrifying creature. Um, the mare is said to lie on your body and suffocate you in your sleep. Much like the old hag, if you're noticing, uh, um, uh, so what's the word for it? Uh, 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 a thing where the things are all the same? A pattern! There we go! A thing where the things are the same. A pattern. <laughs> the mare is from primarily Germanic and Slavic folklore. There are several variations of the mare. An interesting one is the belief that she is a malevolent witch who rides on horses at night and exhausts them to death. It looks like she rides everything just to fuck it up, which is kind of funny. She's going around riding inanimate objects to break them. One source says that she rides the trees to tangle the branches up, or rides on animals to tangle and mat their fur. She also tangles people's hair at night. I mean, in my experience, hair gets tangled at night because of rolling around and uh, rubbing. But who am I to judge? I'm not a scientist. I've never studied hair. My favorite aspect of the mare as a witch is that she can go into a trance and bind her spirit to that of various animals and control their bodies or watch the world through their eyes. Not only is this considered common practice for witches and magic workers, like in different belief systems around the world, which I would love to do an episode on that concept actually, but if you know me as a person, or in person, whatever, uh, you know that I am a gigantic fucking fangirl of Sir Terry Pratchett. If you like fantasy and satire, I strongly encourage you to read his books. Anyway, one of the most badass characters in his Discworld series is a witch named Granny Weatherwax, or Esme or Esmeralda, but everyone calls her Granny, goddammit. And several times throughout the series, she does the same thing. She's not malicious about it, but she'll go into a trance and watch through the eyes of birds and shit when she's trying to find something or figure something out, or spy on someone. Reading that mares in folklore are said to do this was exciting to me because it reminded me of her. Little sidey, side nerdy tangent, nerdy side tangent. Anyway, these are, are there are versions of the mare in several different cultures. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> there are versions of the mare in several different cultures, but I'm gonna keep it short, so I only picked one. I'll go with the Scandinavian version, because I feel better about talking about a culture I'm informed on and connected to. The earliest mention of the mare is in the Ynglinga saga of the Norse. This saga was transcribed in the 13th century. In the saga, a king dies in the night at the hands of a mare, who was sent to kill him by a Finnish uh, sorceress named Huld, or Hulda. The story goes that he went away for some reason likely exploring or warring or viking or whatever they did back then. And as he left, he promised his wife that he would return within three years, but he did not return. After ten years had gone by, his wife grew furious with grief and the sense that she had been abandoned. So she called upon the sorceress Huld to lure him back to her or kill him if he would not return. See. I would have assumed him long dead at this point, but in the case that he was still alive, better safe than sorry, yeah? <laughs> the, 
breaking an oath or a promise, especially to a loved one, is considered a huge fuck-up in Nordic culture. Um, or at least it was back then, and it is now in modern paganism. N modern Norse paganism. Heathenry, if you will. Like, our, 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 you know, our worth is strongly tied to our honor and keeping our word. You know, integrity, you know? It's a major virtue. Uh, and I agree. Of course, circumstances can make people unable to fulfill certain promises, but that shit should be communicated. You know? Don't just ditch your wife for ten years and not say a damned thing. Rude. Kings especially. They're supposed to be incredibly honorable. How do you trust someone to rule you and lead you if they can't even keep a promise to their wife? Come on. Get out of here. S send the mayor. Send the mayor on over. <laughs> anyway, this is actually just uh, kind of a quote. The story says that uh, the king's name was Van Landi. Uh, he was starting to fall asleep, or had barely been asleep. And he, the nightmare rode him, I guess? Um, like, climbed on top of him, I imagine. And he started, like, yelling and shouting. I'm no longer quoting, I'm telling it myself. <laughs> he started yelling and shouting. So all of his men around him ran to him and tried to, like, hold his head up but he was, like, paralyzed, and he was, like, yelling and screaming, and he was, apparently, uh, the mare trod on his legs until they broke, but they couldn't, like, see her, and then it's, she seized his feet and pressed down on his head and killed him while his men were, like, standing there trying to help him. It's kind of nasty. I think that's the only example of one of these sleep demons, like, actually crushing or like breaking bones on anyone usually they just suffocate them gently in their sleep you know what i'm saying but you know the norse they had to be extra dramatic <laughs> anyway she was one of my favorites other ethereal entities associated with sleep uh, with sleep include evil jinn in Pakistani lore. I admit that I know very little about Pakistan or Islamic beliefs, and most of the information that I have for you today is very general. It's like surface level, like I went to a pond and I was like, yep, that's a lily pad for sure, and that was it, and I walked away thinking I know the pond. So I want you to keep that in mind. And just like with everything else, let me know if I'm full of shit or not. But I have had a fascination with Jin, like, most of my life. For some reason, everything that I've ever heard about them or anything that I've witnessed concerning them is just top-tier terrifying to me. I know um, Supernatural does an episode on them. Uh, which is probably tying into what I'm talking about here, uh, where they- I, I actually would really enjoy doing a full episode on Jin, so I can kind of put forth better what, why they're terrifying to me. Um, but, like, in Supernatural and other renditions, I think- what's the name of that movie? Wishmaster. Yes, Wishmaster. The Jin ha are known for like sucking the life out of you 
in your sleep while putting you into a sort of dreamlike state so you can't fight back while they suck the life from you which is pretty suiting to this whole pattern that we're going with here um, as far as I can tell there's a very specific form of Jin referred to as Ifrit 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 I'm not really sure I always called it Ifrit I mean, not to be culturally insensitive here, but my favorite summon in Final Fantasy VII is named the same way. And I called it Ifrit when I was a kid, but I think it's more like Ifrit, you know? Anyway, uh, in Islamic beliefs, there is an exceptionally powerful form of jinn called the Ifrit. And this term is used to describe basic a violent or malicious spirit but it's from what I can tell there's not a precise description of these creatures like they're mentioned a lot in Islamic text and it's clear that Ifrit is a form of jinn but it doesn't directly explain what sets them apart other than that they are more powerful and more directly linked to the underworld than a normal jinn would be. And part of what freaks me out the most about them is like, remember my story about my fucking stress dream that I had where I thought that I was awake? It seems to me that when they choose a victim, they do that to the person. And I haven't dug super deep into it because I want to save it for an in-depth episode, but it seems like they can either make your dreams fucking terrifying if they're going to be assholes, or they can make your dreams super, super comforting and nice, uh, so you don't want to wake up, but the thing is that you don't know that you're asleep in the first place to like prevent you from trying to wake up and stopping them sucking the life out of you. I know Jin have also been blamed for uh, fires, uh, the collapse of buildings, uh, accelerated decay, um, just illness, unexpected illness, or uh, sudden death of like children, like what's the word for that, SIDS and stuff. A lot of really terrible things are generally blamed on Jin, but the dream aspect, that's the one that freaks me out. Anyway, sorry, I'm kind of rambling. I didn't write any of this down. I'm just talking at this point. But it's, it's a, th it's a, I have a fear, you know? I want to talk uh, about my fear. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's one form of terrifying ethereal creature, um, that fucks with you in your sleep. And another one, in lore from the Philippines, there's a malicious demon called Batibat. Batty Bat is a female spirit who lives in the trees and is uh, extremely large. My, my source says grotesquely obese, but I don't love that word use, you know? Um, but I guess it gets an image across, yeah? Uh, we gotta come up with better common words to describe certain body types. That's like, I don't know what that... I mean, maybe like inhumanly? I don't know. There's some pretty big humans. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I guess she's a big old gal who lives in the trees. I wonder if that has to do with the word bat. 
I wonder if there's an etymology link there. I should have looked that up. I love this creature, honestly, because they live in the trees, and when those trees are felled, they become viciously angry, vengeful even. And, I mean, you'd be pretty pissed too if someone cut down your house, right? I mean, I would. Someone came around and just cut my house in half. Fuck that guy. Anyway, they mostly seem to leave people alone, unless their home is chopped down. Now, when the tree that was their home is turned into a post or a board for a human's house, this pisses Batty Bat off even more. And she will not allow anyone to sleep near the post that was once her tree. When someone dares to sleep near the post, Batty Bat takes on her true monstrous form and terrorizes them. She'll go into their dreams and give them nightmares. <laughs> We know what that means now. Or she will physically attack them and sit on them and hold them down, suffocating them. Oh! That's why it's a thing that she's, like, a bigger gal. So it makes it super easy to make sense of her being heavy and large enough to suffocate you by sitting on top of you. Okay, I get it. I get it. Oh, if you've ever watched the Chilling Tales of Sabrina... I think that's what it's called. The new Sabrina series that's on Netflix, which I love. Uh, there's an episode in there with Batty Bat, and she goes into everyone's dreams and, like, terrorizes them and gets them to have a really bad time. That's actually the first time that I had heard of her until I was doing this research. I, lo I love it. I love it when I'm, like, looking stuff up and then I realize that there's a reference to it in one of my favorite shows. Anyway, that's just a couple extra more that I'm not going to go super deep into, but I thought were cool. See, as you can see, there are, sub there are versions of demons and entities with the same motif all across the world. I love it when many different cultures who may not have interacted much come up with similar stories or creatures in their lore or belief systems. Usually, it's fun for me to try to dig around and find a universal psychological explanation for the convergent evolution of stories like this. Unfortunately, for that side of my nerddom, these creatures and stories have a pretty clear explanation for their similarities. Humans of all types experience sleep paralysis. I actually did my psych final on sleep paralysis in college back in 2009 or 2010, and at the time my professor had heard very, very little about it. So he said that when he read my paper, it was exciting for him because it was basically all new information. From what I gather, the explanation for it wasn't super widely spread yet. Or at least it hadn't become a popular talking point at, at the in that time. But these days it's basically a meme. Can't go anywhere on the internet without seeing a joke about something being someone's sleep paralysis demon, or whatever. So I trust that a lot of people know what sleep paralysis is at this point. But for anyone interested uh, who doesn't know or maybe wants a a quick refresher on it, on it. Sleep paralysis is an event in which the body and brain aren't really on the same page as you awaken from sleep. This generally results in your brain waking up, but your body still being asleep, essentially. Uh, this means that while you're conscious, your body is essentially paralyzed, temporarily. This can make it feel like a heavy weight is laying upon you, preventing you from moving. 
Worse still is that your breathing is still at a rhythm set for your sleeping body, and because your lungs still think you're asleep, they don't adjust to waking breathing uh, rhythms immediately, and this can make it feel like you're not getting enough air and that you're suffocating. This is exactly what all of these demons across the world are said to do to people, hold you down and suffocate you when you wake up in the night. More specifically, uh, sleep paralysis is caused when you awaken during the REM, uh, rapid eye movement portion of your sleep cycle, which is when your brain is extremely active. This is the time when you're having dreams and your brain is building or working through different connections. There's so much brain activity going on during REM that when it's observed, it looks almost the same as it does when you're awake. The cause of the paralysis is the way that our bodies respond to REM sleep. Because this is when we're dreaming, our bodies sort of lock down in a way to prevent us from acting out the motions that we're making in those dreams. If one wakes up too suddenly during this lockdown, our bodies aren't always able to come to wakefulness at the same speed our minds do. Therefore, a period of waking paralysis. It's goddamn frightening. Apparently, sleep paralysis affects about 10% of the population globally. An interesting tidbit, however, is that the paralysis isn't the cause of the demonic hallucinations. So, sleep paralysis demons aren't actually sleep paralysis demons. They're caused by something else. Well, they're not caused by sleep paralysis, but they're called hypnopompic hallucinations. And they're when your eyes see something normal, like a coat rack in your room. Sorry, I got another notification. <laughs> this episode's gonna be real annoying. Anyway, you see something normal like a coat rack in your room, or a pair of pants hanging partially out of the dresser drawer, but your brain interp interprets it as something completely different. This is caused by the same thing that causes sleep paralysis, but it's a different uh, response to the same event, waking up too suddenly while in the REM phase of sleep. However, it's like a different thing technically. Uh, the hallucinations are caused when your brain is it's caused. Uh, hang on. Blah, 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 blah. Sorry, I don't talk to people much anymore. <laughs> the hallucinations are caused when your brain is still partially in a dream state while being awake. If there's too much dream activity going on, your brain won't always snap from one experience to the other, and they can overlap and create hallucinations. So when you see your pair of pants dangling, um, part of your brain, like your eyes, see the pair of pants, you know? But your brain is still partially dreaming, so your dream brain changes it into what like, it would look like in a dream if that makes sense. I am not a science communicator yet. <laughs> but these hallucinations can be benign, or they can be absolutely fucking terrifying. Like, uh, one of the creatures that I mentioned earlier, uh, like, any- so many people saw stuff like that, that it became, like, a cultural- culturally accepted thing that 
this old hag just hangs out in your house, you know? I wonder if different cultures find different types of things scary, and that's why there are certain uh, sleep paralysis demons or hypnagogic hallucinations that were common among those groups of people that had similar features or attributes. That's interesting. I wonder what makes certain things scary in that half-dream state to certain people. I wish I had the time and brain power to look into that. I personally see all kinds of different things. Uh, often, it's just a shadowy man, like a man made out of shadow. Like the shadow people. I don't know. I hung out with drug culture too much. <laughs> but he just stands beside my bed. One time I saw the top of a goblin's head peeking over the side of my bed, staring at me with big orange eyes. I tell you, that was probably the worst of them, because it was like colored and everything. Uh, they're usually more shadowy. This one looked like a like a fucking Halloween mask. I used to see a huge hunched over wolf man at the foot of my bed all the time. I've talked about him a bit. I call him the jackal. Sometimes I wonder if he was he wasn't some variation of the black dog. Anyway, I have a sleep disorder. I get shit like this a lot. <laughs> because hypnopompic hallucinations and sleep paralysis are caused by the same circumstances, they can occur uh, simultaneously, often. Hence the experience of being paralyzed and seeing something horrific there to blame the paral paralysis on. Anyway, there you go. Sleep paralysis demons. I'm actually surprised that it didn't occur to me to talk about this concept before, because li like I mentioned, sleep is a huge aspect of my my life, and nightmares, sleep paralysis, all that shit I'm super familiar with, and I'm just, I'm just astounded with myself that I never thought to combine that with my whole folklore nerd shit, you know? <coughs> I was a wimpy burp. I, uh, if people want to know more about different creatures that can be that have been blamed for sleep paralysis, uh, let me know because there are a fuck ton of them. There's at least one for like every fucking nation that I could see. I, I found the Wikipedia page and there the list was like eternal. I didn't want to click on the ones that said citation needed or or if I clicked on the uh, source material or the citations, it didn't look very good, you know what I mean? But if I if I have the time and the energy, I can dig a lot deeper, I can use actual sources and whatever, maybe read a book. I have a library card, ain't nothing stopping me. So let me know if you want to know more about that, or any other aspect of sleep that could be involved with demons or spooky stuff. There's probably a lot to it. Dreams and sleeping are so weird. I don't, like, we're still kind of trying to figure it out. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for listening. I love you. Um, I thank my patrons, but I don't know if they even listen. 
They don't tell me that they listen. Okay, Quentin tells me he listens. Thank you, Quentin. And my supporter through Anchor, Rowdy, thank you. Obviously. I don't have to tell you guys this, but I talk to you guys. Um, everyone who tunes in and listens, even if you don't support me financially, the listens mean the world to me because I put a lot of time and effort into this and it's kind of my favorite thing and what it brings me great joy so knowing that people like it uh, fills me with happiness and a sense of purpose so thank you for giving me purpose no I had purpose without you I don't want to be self-degrading like that you know what I mean I love you thanks for listening uh, hopefully I will have another episode up soon, but like I said, uh, I've got some big shit in the works for mine and Corn's life coming up really soon, like in the next week or two, so I might be pretty busy, but as soon as I get that all situated, I won't be having to spend so much time stressing and getting that same stuff together because that stuff will already be together, you know what I mean? For example, I finally got Wi-Fi. I'm not even in my truck at the library doing this. I'm sitting in my bed. It's it's all coming up Millhouse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, uh, um, uh, I love you. Go fuck yourself.